The Surgeon. Prologue. He feels a shiver run down his body as the cold anaesthetic gel is applied to his forearm. The sharp needle breaks skin, finds a vein, and the dark flush of blood on the plastic tip outside indicates it's in the right place. His mind tells him he must feel pain, but the gel has done its job and there is none. A plastic tube slides over the needle, resting on one end in his bloodstream, like an eel in water, while the other is secured to the skin outside. This cannula, and a few others like it, will form a conduit for medicines to be pumped directly into his body. Lying flat on his back in a small rectangular room, he glimpses cupboards and drawers filled with colour-coded medicine boxes and vials. Beyond his feet, an automatic door stands guard between him and the operating theatre. Through its frosted glass he can see silhouettes of nurses in green scrubs, getting ready for the hours ahead, and, standing in the middle of the room, an articulated structure, twice the height of the nurses, crouched on itself like a snake about to uncoil. A man in blue scrubs is standing next to him, his hand holding vials of fentanyl, midazolam, rocuronium and propofol. Together these will induce loss of response to pain, loss of memory, immobility, unconsciousness and muscle relaxation, the hallmarks of general anaesthesia. Also the same medicines used for euthanasia, he thinks, unable to escape the irony of it. Trying to keep his mind distracted, he thinks of the many Herculean tasks to face, and difficult decisions to be made in the days to come. At least this will be one less thing to worry about, he reassures himself. The man turns around, places an oxygen mask on his face and begins to inject the medicines into his vein. Don't worry, it'll be over before you know it, he says, as they start to take effect and his face begins to fade away. Chapter 1, January the 16th, 2030 All is well, just closing up now, Professor Ash. Rick looks up to the viewing gallery above the operating theatre and nods his head. Standing in the window is Professor Daniel Ashraf, known as Dan or Professor Ash to his friends and colleagues. He looks down at the operating theatre below. His registrar, Rick, is performing a routine appendectomy and all is going as planned. The inflamed appendix has been successfully removed and the incision is being closed, with Rick's well-trained hands approximating all the layers correctly. A white, shadow-free light glares down from the ceiling-mounted lamps, illuminating the green drapes that cover the patient's abdomen and creating a clean area to operate in. At the head of the patient stands the anaesthetist in her blue scrubs, keeping a close watch on his observations. OBS, for short. These flicker across a touchscreen monitor telling her how well the patient is breathing, his heart rate, blood pressure and a host of other data. She put him to sleep, will wake him up again after the surgery, and is responsible for keeping him alive in between. A nurse diligently hands and takes away instruments from Rick while another helps her as a runner, keeping track of all the instruments being used, coding them onto a computer so it can auto-order if they are running low, and rushing around for any extra equipment that is required. In one corner, three hinged vents periodically flutter with the laminar flow system, allowing air to flow only in one direction, from the ceiling into the theatre and out through the vents, preventing any undesirable bacteria from gaining entry into the operating area. After all these years, there is still an element of awe watching this well-oiled machine function. Maybe, because with experience, surgeons begin to appreciate how surgery is an art as much as it is a disciplined system. Dan thinks as he looks at his reflection in the viewing glass. 
A few wrinkles, maybe a bit more than a few, gelled back silver hair, tight jawline and a strong lean build. Not too bad for someone about to retire, he smiles to himself. Retirement reminds him of how far he has progressed in his parents' adopted homeland. The son of Pakistani immigrants, his privileged upbringing was an excellent head start. The only son of a father who was a commercial airline pilot and a mother who is a chef. He went to the best school in town and graduated in medicine from Imperial College, London. Once he found his passion, first in general and later in cardiothoracic surgery, he pursued it with a relentless energy and dedication. I'm done, Professor Ash, says Rick as he applies the last surgical staple to the patient's skin and stretches his shoulders. Dan chuckles to himself as he remembers his father who could never figure out why people wanted to shorten names. "'What's wrong with simply calling you Danayal, or Professor Ashraf? It's short enough as it is. 